0: Hi friends, I'm Gwen and I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday bookworms. Today
1: we'll be discussing our book buying habits, both past and present. We've mentioned aspects of this topic in other shows, but we thought it would be interesting to do a deep dive into the topic today.
0: So Jacqueline, what are you currently reading and how did you get that book?
1: Um, I am currently reading many books at the moment because I am like in a slump and I keep picking up different ones because I'm trying to get out of the slump. Um, so the one that I just started listening to was The Babysitter, My Summers with a Serial Killer. This is by Liza Rodman. Um, actually our mutual friend Ginny told me about it, um, because I was starting to get into true crime, true crime. Um, and this is about 1960s uh the author like Liza grew up with her babysitter was actually a serial killer but she didn't realize it until she was crazy yeah so it's gonna like go I I only listened to I don't know maybe like 30 ish minutes or so so far so I don't know very much about it um but it's going through like all the summers where like her mom would like go out like dancing and stuff like this. And this guy was her babysitter. And little did she know that all the murders that were happening, happening around her were because of this guy murdering people.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, so it's a girl, like uh, she was a little girl and she had this babysitter. I'm sorry. I have a problem with, I think if I ever had a little girl, I would never have a male babysitter. Yeah,
1: well, it even says it took her and her sister on adventures in his truck.
0: So (gasps) like, was she there when the murders happened? (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually listening to this on uh, Libby is where I got the audiobook from.
0: Okay, that's cool. Yeah, she was telling us about that. And it did sound really good. So I'm anxious Mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts. Um, I so where did you pick up your book from?
1: It's. I'm just listening to the. audio Okay, you're just from listening Libby. to it. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Because I know the
0: sometimes book. we listen and read along physically, so I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um. So she's listening to it on Libby, guys. All right. Yeah. I am reading If You Tell by Greg Olson. Yay. Which is that book that you were raving about in the last episode. Yes. Um. I have a physical copy, and I'm also listening along physically. So I got my physical copy from my friend Danielle. Um. She sent me this because we got to meet each other this summer and. And like our friendship just like really blossomed over that week, and I don't know, it was just I like literally almost cried. Aww. And I think the part that made me almost cry was, is so I went to go tell my husband, like I didn't buy this book myself. My friend sent this to me. And- <laughs> I have to do that with my husband too. I'm like I didn't buy this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, obviously he met Danielle this summer as well And but I know he met a lot of people and it had been like a week so I was mm-hmm. like oh Danielle sent me this book you know the one that we had breakfast with and he was like I know Danielle, she's my people. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like back up. So yeah, so I am actually reading that I just finished a book last night. So I read a couple of pages before I went to bed. It I'm on page like 14. So I'm just starting it. Um, But I know you were raving about it. Also true crime. It's Mm -hmm. a true story of murder, family secrets, and the unbreakable bond of sisterhood. And it has, he has a very large backlist, both fiction Mm -hmm. and nonfiction. So um, maybe if I like it, I'll check out some of those other ones. I don't know. But the babysitter one that you're reading also sounds really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm listening to it on Scribd. So I'm reading the physical copy that I got from my friend and it's on Scribd. So I'm listening and read yeah like I do
1: for if you tell I had started it on audio because I had the copy from uh, Leanne in the book club she had sent me like her copy that she didn't want anymore Um, but I had started it on audio because I was like driving that day and yeah the audiobook is so good I was like infatuated in my whole drive so then when I got home I was like all right we got to speed this up I got to like do the physical and the audio like you know (laughs) because I just wanted to know the story but the audiobook is really really good.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it. So the book selling industry is constantly having to adapt from changes in formats, both physical, ebook, audio, all of the ones that I think we talk about all the time, to the popularity of different genres and crossovers. Even lockdowns have had an impact on how people buy books understanding book buying habits helps authors publishers and booksellers not only adapt but to thrive in this industry that is constantly evolving so let's start at the beginning so the past Jacqueline how did you obtain books to read in the past
1: um I so I was homeschooled you guys probably already know that um and I wasn't allowed to read like certain books but I did get to read a lot during my homeschool days because the curriculum that we had usually had both like fiction and nonfiction. so there were a couple like fun reading books that we were allowed to read and then also ones that were like true but most of them all were about like maybe a certain time period or a certain topic so it wasn't like you know me reading i don't even know what some of the popular books would have been as a kid i think the babysitter's club was very popular but i didn't get to read those actually until okay well i'll tell you the story about that (laughs) but um So my mom had some of her old like Nancy Drew. Um, We also had like the Elsie Dinsmore series. And I'm not exactly sure like how we got those other than I guess they were my mom's books, but we just had like a shelf of them. I read through those really quick. I would always get in trouble for reading too much and not like cleaning and doing other things that I was supposed to do. So um, someone had given like my mom some of the Babysitter's Club books. I guess for us, I'm not sure, but she went and put them in yard sale because, oh my gosh, like, those girls were Scandalous. dating in those books and Jackie <laughs> was not allowed to date. Um, So I actually would sneak out at night into the garage and get the Babysitter's Club book and then I would, like, sit in my room and, like, read, oh like, all night. Oh my
0: gosh, <laughs> I, I have love- never heard this story before, I'm yeah. dying.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, like, I mean, looking back, like, the Babysitter's Club books were not that bad, but I was like... I was like, I loved books that had like romance in them because I wasn't really allowed to have romance. So to me, that was such like a taboo subject. Um, and so love the Elsie Dinsmore series. I le- I read Lori Ingalls Wilder like a ton. And my mom actually just gifted me the whole series that like I read as a kid multiple times so I actually have that now which is great so I'll be able to read that to my kids um but we like didn't really go to the library very much I didn't really check out books at the library it was just whatever books I had most of them would be school books so that was like younger Jackie and then I stopped reading for a while when I was in college and stuff and working all the time and then um when a couple years ago, I would say like five years ago, um, after I got married, and I had a little bit more time um, was when I started reading. Um, But we we were broke, like we had no money. So I only picked up books from the library. And I wasn't like a super, like, it's not like now where I'm reading constantly. It was like, you know, maybe a couple books a month. Um, And I just picked up from the library, whatever it was like, I didn't even know what genre, I, li- I didn't even know what genres
0: were Did you then, just like so. browse and say, oh, that cover's pretty, let me read about it? And see yeah, like I heard a
1: lot of people talk about like Twilight, and of course this was way after the Twilight saga even was going right. on, so like I picked up Twilight because I had heard things about it, I picked up Fifty Shades of Grey because I heard things about it, I actually read Britt Bennett's The Mothers back then, I know that like she's becoming really popular now, but like I actually read her first book back then. I read, like, Big Little Lies. That's when I read uh, Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris because it was on, like, the, you know, best new shelf or whatever. And I was like, hmm, this sounds good. Yeah, so it was just the library. Um, and that's that's all I did was just the library. I spent zero money
0: on books, so... Nice. Yeah. So when I was a child, I owned um, very few books other than The Babysitter's Club and Sweet Valley High. Um, When my parents would go shop at like Kmart or Roses, um, I'd be hoping like, is the newest Babysitter's Club book released? Because Uh, I really, really want it. Those were books that I could count on getting, you know? Um, And I think the Sweet Valley High books were like from yard sales or something like that. Like they weren't currently being released as far as I know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't really remember seeing those in stores. Um, I did borrow a lot of books from my school's library, so, like, as a class, we would go to the library, like, once a week, and you could, like, check out a book or whatever. So that's where I would, like, branch out, like, in elementary school, you know, Mm -hmm. um, But other than those two series, I rarely, if ever, bought books. I mean, well, my parents, not me, obviously. Um, So I mainly read those in elementary and middle school. And in high school, I started reading more like magazines. I was really into magazines. It was just like the teenage thing to do. You know, Mm -hmm. you take all the quizzes and try all the fashion and all of that but that's also when I started reading John Grisham and Patricia Cornwell. And I think there was like one other but those were like my two main ones. And those books were my stepmoms. Um, she was reading them and then I would borrow them from her and then I started getting into them. And then I got really, really, really into them so that like ones that she didn't have like we would go to the library is like me, my stepmom and my sister and I we would go to the library, she would get some books that she wanted and I would get some books that I wanted. So I was also uh, really heavily into into the library or books that she bought I would read them and they were always like the mass market paperbacks like I never had oh, like man. the night I mean that's just what I you know had so yeah after high school um when I was in the army and stationed at Fort Sill Oklahoma there used to be this warehouse store bookstore called Hastings and I talked to you about this when mm-hmm. we started talking about true crime in the last episode um So it had everything. I loved that store so freaking much. Um, And that's really when I got into true crime. So I would occasionally like, I was in the military so I didn't have a lot of time to dedicate to reading because I was also like doing college courses at that time as well. Um, And then like PT early in the morning and I was exhausted when I got home. So I didn't have a lot of time for reading, but when I did I would go to Hastings I would pick up a book or two read them like both books finish you know start to finish and then I would go back and like buy another book mm-hmm. and I never like I wasn't like collecting books or anything like that like I don't even know what I did with them after I finished them I probably like gave them to friends or yeah I don't know after my time in the military. I almost exclusively w- used the library to work my way through John Grisham's backlist and Patricia Cornwell's backlist as well, because I was still really into those two authors. Um, and once I was done with those, I moved on to building up a collection of the Case Scarpetta series by Patricia Cornwell. Um, and, you know, reading through those kind of like in order, but I would basically get one book a year, I'd read it, I'd go to the store, buy the next one, read it next year, like, you know, so I was yeah. reading like, maybe three books a year like patricia cornwell and like other things that i would see in target or walmart or like Mm -hmm. wherever i'd pick up a book so but after a while i discovered ya and the first book that i ever read it's there, it's a controversial author, but um, Eleanor Park by Rainbow Rowell. Um, so I kind of picked up that book on a whim, because um, I do love the name Eleanor. And I also discovered BookTube right around the same time. Um, and then I also bought Divergent because people were talking about it. And I flew through Divergent, but I only bought like my husband bought me Divergent. That was it. And then I read it, loved it, went back, got the other two books. Um, and then same thing with like The Hunger Games and stuff like that. App. Um, And I just fell down the rabbit hole after that. I <laughs> if someone said a book was good, I basically wanted it And any book that sounded good. I was like, Okay, yeah, let's buy it. Um, so I would purchase books on like Amazon book outlet, library book sales, I would go to um, Barnes and Noble, Target, Book Depository, Books a Million, all of that, like I just went down the rabbit hole so freaking fast <laughs> after discovering booktube. And How about your current way to obtain books to read?
1: So my current way is very much, I think heavily emphasized with me being a booktuber now, and also having like my online book club. Um, The first, like the first couple years that I was a booktuber, like I still, and when I had the book club, I was still getting library books. And then it wasn't until I um, started like, i would send emails and i did a whole video about like me asking for arcs i would send emails to publishers and ask for books um so i have acquired actually a large amount um still that i haven't bought but from publishers so they are like new releases or arcs or whatever it would be i also then got into um the facebook like swap groups and even buy and sell groups um so most of the time i will try and swap books for other books that I want um my last resort is always buying books and I think it was last year that I actually did like a no buy like I didn't buy any books except for two or three I think I had given myself like two or three credits um and that's just because like people had gifted me so many books and I got so many books from publishers that I felt like I should be reading like the ones that I have um and so I now I definitely do buy more books than I've ever bought ever um I don't know I don't have an exact number um but I have definitely probably bought like Mm. if I could put a number to it I would say like 30 books or that's what I was gonna guess I was
0: like probably 30.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause it's definitely not like 50 and it's because I do get gifted a lot. But if I didn't get gifted a lot of stuff, I still would try and acquire things from my library just because in my head, like I see such a dollar amount in my head when I see books and I definitely don't buy them at full price. Like I know that, you know, a lot of people think very, what would be the word? Like they want you to buy from bookstores to keep the bookstores in mm-hmm. business. But mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> but also, so, we
0: talked about that. And even if you get it from your library, you're supporting the author. You're supporting the industry. So go correct. check out our libraries episode. So... <laughs>
1: Right, but I do buy a lot of my books, I guess what you would call like secondhand. Like even if it's a new release, I usually wait, like especially with Book of the Month people, they will have all these Book of the Month books, especially ones that just came out. And some of them go through them really quickly. So they read them and then they put them up for sale. And a lot of times they're selling them for like... $8, $10, $8, $10, like, with shipping included, which is super cheap. So mm. I usually then buy from those buy-and-sell groups instead of buying, like, the brand-new copy at the bookstore for $27. Right. Um, and then when I'm done with books, I always try and either swap or sell them. Um, I do give some to my friends occasionally, like, if they're ones that they really wanted. Um, but I do try and make my money back by re-swapping or selling. And I have, like, a – um book fund from that. So I, any books that I purchase are actually from like the money that I sold from other books. So that's like my thing now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you also found that second sale site, which is Mm -hmm. where you can find books really, really cheap too. So if you're ever looking for a book deal, Jacqueline knows all of the places to seek out good deals and how to get books on the cheap.
1: (laughs) I'm a bargain gal. How can I say? I
0: love it. I love it because she always tells me about the bargains and I'm like, yes, yeah, sign me up for that. Um, no. Now, as far as my book buying habits, I'm better at knowing what I like and what I don't. Now, that doesn't mean I don't buy books outside of my comfort zone because I definitely do because obviously your reading taste changes, shifts mm-hmm. and change. You may be in the mood for something that you're not normally in the mood for or it's a genre that someone's like really are a particular book in a different genre that someone's really hyped up. I'm mainly drawn to thrillers, romance, and poetry. And poetry just happened in the last few years around the time that Milk and Honey kind of started getting big. Um, because I wasn't a fan of that one, though. I started looking into poetry more because I used to be into it, stopped. Milk and Honey came out, read it, didn't really like it. And I was like, I know there's good poetry out there. Let me find it on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, So I still do use Amazon, but way, way, way less than I did a year ago. Um, I only use Amazon for pre-orders if I can't get a pre-order and get it on release day from somewhere else. Um, And then other than that, I pretty much use like indie bookstores, um, and stuff like that. And Barnes and Noble is literally right across the street from me. So I go to that a lot um, if I'm willing to pay full price. And they also have their bargain price section as well. Um, Target, if I'm in Target, and sometimes they have the ones that have the stickers on them, it's like 20% off of the price. Mm-hmm. So I like that. If there's a new release that I really, really won't, I won't go to Barnes and Noble, I'll go to Target and see if they have it. And it's usually at least 20% off of the retail value. I use the book exchange. This is like my main source of getting books now because I do really like, like there's certain authors that I'm going to go out, you know, Taylor Jenkins Reid, Riley Sager. There's certain authors that I'm going to buy their new release on release day. I'm going to pre-order it. It's going to happen. I just know that. But... Um, there's been two different book exchanges locally, and they literally just opened the one right here in my town. So now there's three locations and it's an exchange store, which means they don't necessarily have new releases, like they don't have new books unless someone changed them in, and they were brand new, and they didn't read them. But it's basically an exchange store where you take books on un- you don't have to but people take in books that they previously read that they no longer want, and they get store credit for those for their trade in. And then they can use that store credit to buy books. That's what I've been doing. So anytime I no longer want a book that I have purchased, that um, I just, you know, want to get some new books new to me, I should say, I take a trade in there. They give me a dollar amount. And then I use that money to shop in their store on that store credit. And guys, I have like currently over, I don't know if you saw my massive summer book haul, but I hauled over 70 books. And I'm going to say like 50 of them were from the book exchange. Um, Just because like I feel... Like, more at ease saying, like, oh, this is out of my comfort zone, let me try it. Or, oh, I've randomly heard about this book, let me try it. Whereas books that I'm purchasing full price are ones that I'm pretty freaking sure that I'm gonna love, like, auto authors, books that like authors that I'm collecting all of their books, Colleen Hoover, things like that. Mm-hmm. I'll buy their books. But um, yeah, the book exchange has been great and it gives me a way to like fill out my collections and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking for a backlist book that I did get from the library, but now I want a copy of it, I look there. And I still do use the library from time to time, but especially for audiobooks. Um, but I mainly do um, in person borrowing in the summertime.
1: Library is great for the audiobooks. Like Libby, I use constantly.
0: Yeah, I use Libby constantly as well. If it's not on there, I check Hoopla because both apps are free and connected with your library card. But I don't know about yours. I don't know if you even have Hoopla because some libraries do and some libraries don't. And Hoopla was pitched to me. How I heard about it is that you could get graphic novels because graphic novels and like comics and stuff like that are super expensive. I'm talking $20 for a comic that's going to take you... 10, like minutes, 10 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes to read, and yeah. then you're like, what the heck? No again, I, I'm the same with that. Um, there are certain ones that I'm collecting because yeah. I want them as part of my collection, but other ones I'm just trying out. Mm-hmm. And I don't read a lot of comics, a lot of graphic novels. Um, So if I want to try something out, like I tried out Paper Girls.
1: Uh, My library, like it has Hoopla, but there's like nothing on it. Like, Uh. I think there's two graphic novels and that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, mine has so much. I have, let me open my Hoopla app up and I'll just tell you like books that I've listened to on it recently. So the last book that I read, um, it's been A Pleasure No Need Blake by Claire Christian. It's a brand new release. I listened to it on um, this, uh, The Perfect Escape by Suzanne Park. Sunny Song Will Never Be Famous. 40 Love. Teach Me, The Girl He Used To Know. Um, a whole bunch are on there. And like I said, they have uh, books, ebooks, audiobooks, audio books, uh, videos, music. They have everything. Looking ahead, do you think your methods will alter it all or stay the same as they are pretty much now?
1: They are going to alter. I actually um, came up with what I'm going to do for the next year because...
0: Ooh! exciting.
1: (laughs) Who who am I if I'm not always planning for six months in (laughs) advance? (laughs) Um, Okay, so Gwen bought me a bookshelf this year, and it makes me really happy. Like, I love Having my books there, I love, like, having them in the color format and everything. And It looks gorgeous, by the
0: way. (laughs) Yeah,
1: thanks. And then, Gwen also, or, yeah, you also mentioned about, like, Second Sale. And I really do love that company a lot because it's, like, used books, which I have no problem with used books. Like, as long as they're not, you know, like, written in and pages are, like, ripped and stuff like that. Like, you know, with wear and tear on them, that's what it looks like after people read them anyway. Exactly. So, I love that website because I've been able to get a lot of books for like $3.88. Like anytime people now are talking about like, oh, they wanted me to try like Jodie Picoult and um, Nicholas Sparks and stuff like that. And like you said, Gwen, where it's like, oh, when people tell you like, oh, this is a good book, this is a good book. Um, I feel like, especially with booktube, um, there's a lot of consumerism in it. And so it's like, oh, well, I'm going to buy that. Like it's only $4. It's only $3. It's whatever. Um, so I actually, um, looking at my shelf, I still have my bottom shelf. That's not actual like reading books. It's some cookbooks. And then I have a bunch of like photo albums from my childhood. So technically the shelf is not all the way full, But with my last book haul that you guys don't even know about yet. um, When I put all of those books on my shelf, um, my shelf will be like full. And that's not like I had to turn my books like back around because I had some of them like front facing. And I was like sitting here thinking and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting here and I've had a really hard time like finding a book that I've been wanting to read. Like I got Survive the Night by Riley Sager. And I still have like all these new releases that I haven't read yet. And it's kind of becoming very overwhelming with having this large choice of books. And the other thing is, is like, yes, I have a bunch of like booktube videos I want to make. And you know, like I have videos for them and I have this going on or whatever. But I feel like sometimes or a lot of the times like I think you appreciate more when you have less, which is like my whole minimalist it's so true. mentality anyway. It's so
0: true. I like feel the way you're going down this like conversation. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So it, I mean, it is like, I mean, it is not wrong when like I get a new package in the mail. Like I just got a package from the publisher the other day and it was a book and I was like, oh my gosh, like this makes me feel happy. Yes. But then when it sits on my shelf, like this is what happens to me people will tell me about a book or maybe i get a book or whatever it is and i'm like oh my gosh this sounds so freaking good or it could be a new release and i get it and i'm like this sounds so good and you're like i want to read it right now but then you're like oh but i need to read this for that and i need to read that for that and, I, and you and you just don't read it then i will look at my shelves and i'll pull out a book and i'm like wow i forgot i had this and i read the back and i'm like whoa. This sounds really good. Why did I not read this yet? And then I still don't read it because I have all of these other things that I need to read. So I didn't announce this anywhere else yet. Just here on the podcast. My, 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 I counted up how many books I currently own right now. I have 145 books that I own.
0: Ooh, you're rivaling me. Oh my God.
1: Huh. Well, 145 books that I own that I haven't read because I I didn't right. count like my books that I that I have read that are on right, my like, like favorite your shelf.
0: TBR. That's remember I yeah, my 168.
1: Yeah. So, my goal for um the year of 2022, so I need to um, my goal is to get this done by January 1st, 2023. I will not be buying any books. I'm sure that publishers will still send me some, but I'm not currently like sending out emails or anything, and I am going to read or DNS slash unhaul every single book from my shelf and get it to zero. And then because like normally, like, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be favorites in there. So I'll put some of my favorite shelf. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then all the rest, I'm going to be like, you know, selling, swapping, whatever. Um, I'm going to take all of that money then from whatever I sold from all of the 145 books I read and got rid of or whatever. And in 2023, I will, because I'll still be adding things obviously to like my Storygraph TBR and my Amazon mm-hmm. wishlist and all that kind of stuff. So then I'll do like a really big shopping spree of all of the like new releases that came out last year that I might've been interested, which also will help because that gives me a full year to hear everyone's responses because how yes. many times do we buy something <laughs> that's so true. and we don't like it? Or like people okay, are like, oh, about just we're not talking about the kidding. marriage
0: pass. We're not talking about the marriage pass. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no, I'm actually thinking a lot of the Alex Michaelides of uh, The Maidens. Yes. Like yeah. I got that book and I honestly don't want to read it. Yeah. So that's an <laughs> so, Yeah. So that's my goal for the next year because I was like, gosh, there's so many books, like even old books on my shelf that I am interested in reading and I feel so overwhelmed and so I'm just not even going to pay attention to like I mean I'll pay attention to new releases like you know adding them to my like list so I can keep track of them but I'm not going to be like researching new books I'm not going to be buying more books I'm not going to be adding more books to my TBR if someone says it's good sure whatever I can put it on my like story graph list to look at later Mm -hmm. but I'm going my main focus and then all of my booktube videos are going to be Like, I'm going to base it all off the books that I have. Because sometimes, like, for instance, Gwen, you know, like, you might be doing, like, oh, well, here's an example. I wanted to do, like, a fat rep video. Because, like, you had Mm -hmm. asked me, you were like, oh, like, why haven't you read so many? Well, I actually found a bunch of the ones we talked about on second sale for $3.88. So that's my most recent haul. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to buy these because I'm going to do a video about it okay, well, now I need to do the video about it. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to try and base it on just the books I have on my shelf and not be like, okay, I want to do a thriller video with like, you know, locked room books, but I only have one, so I need to buy these other two. You know what I mean?
0: And that's exactly what I knew you were going to, like where you were leading because I am in the same predicament. I think because, now if I wasn't on BookTube, I know 100% that I would not have as many books yeah. at all,
1: yeah. like
0: TBR or my collection. Mm. I would not have them. I've never collected books. I collected Patricia Cornwell. I collect, when I was an adult, I collected, um, and I don't have those anymore except for one book. Um, and I collected like the Babysitter's Club and Sweet Valley High. Those are the only, and that's when I was a kid. So even mm. after a kid, I you know let go of those. But literally, I've never collected books before. Yeah. I've always been a big reader, though, mm-hmm. um, but I would read it and either give it away to friends or put it in a garage sale or, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I know that booktube has caused me to buy and collect because I'm making content and it's not like a person on booktube's fault or anybody on book it's my own fault it's just me trying to to come up with content yes Mm -hmm. I'm like I'll see someone talk about a book and then I'll get an idea for a video and I'm like oh but I don't have any books for that video let me just go when I literally have 168 books on my tbr of video ideas like what am I doing exactly yeah that is is what I after I did this massive um, summer book I'm not saying I'm I'm not like you I'm not gonna like not buy books um, but I'm definitely trying to not buy books for new Videos. video ideas mm-hmm. until I knock out some of these old video <laughs> ideas that I have yeah. because I have 20 30 40 video ideas mm-hmm. of books that and for books that are on my bookshelf already so yes I am definitely making that a goal I'm just that's a I good started goal it already I started yeah. it already
1: well and that's um, the thing like I came up with this just <laughs> honestly I came up with it when I was uh trying to read survive the night by <laughs>
0: Let's be honest, she's not going to like it. It's a DNF, guys.
1: <laughs> it probably will be, who knows. Um, but anyway, so I was thinking about that and I was like, gosh, like here I am sitting reading this because you know, I heard people talking about it, but it's also a new release and I have read all the other Riley Sager books, but I was like, but there's so many of the other books on my bookshelf that I, like for instance that Saving Noah book by Lu- Lucinda Berry, like mm-hmm. I was so excited when I got that for my birthday and it's July, almost August, and I still have not picked that book up. The final
0: you know? revival of Opal and Nev. I was, yeah. I raved about that in our like first episode of the year, and it's, st- and I, and I got it from Book of the Month early. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still sitting on my shelf. And I have a video idea for it, and I yeah. still haven't picked it up. So. Yeah. It's like, you know how, like, when you have a
1: little kid, like, and you know, as like, you know, a teacher. You only give them two choices. Like, right. it's like, do you want <laughs> like, this one or do you want
0: this one? <laughs> and it's both answers that you, like, you don't care which one they right, choose. Right, exactly. the blue or the red. Like, I don't care what color popsicle you right. want. Like,
1: blue or I red. I feel like people need to do that, like, for me. Because I even, you know, it, it can be even not a book buying problem. Like, I felt that way too sometimes when I went to the library where you get, you know, like, 40 books from the library oh, because yeah. they all have really good
0: ones. And then you don't know what to read, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. what I have found that's helped me at the library like remember that time I was like oh my gosh my library's finally open look at this <laughs> book all I got from the library yeah. like I literally went crazy I literally got like 40 books from the library and what I did instead of saying like I'm gonna read all of these mm-hmm. is I tested them out like I did my Stebby Stevens try a chapter tag and that way mm-hmm. I knew am I interested in this author okay now I know I'm interested in that author and now when I have time And I'm not reading books off my shelf. I know, oh, I can go get this author's books. Because a lot of times, if it's a new author, I don't even know if I'm going to like their writing. And to be completely honest, there's very few that I end up liking after I read them for the first time. Right, right. So Chevy Stevens was like a gold little nugget that happened there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and like even the the still missing one that you read, like I, I have the whole entire Chevy Stevens backlist now. I, and then I was too. Sitting, and then I was sitting here being like, Oh, how much is Dark Roads? Oh, how much is and I was like, Why? I haven't even read the other ones that I've that I exactly. have on my shelf. So I I actually was thinking like I Sometimes I forget how far away the new year is. Like, for me, it feels like, oh, my gosh, like, the new year is coming up, like, very soon. But when you actually think about it in reality, it's like, oh, five months away or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, oh, well, maybe I should actually start this now because 145 books is a lot to read mm-hmm. in a year. I mean, guaranteed, there's definitely going to be, like, DNFs and on hauls and that. Like, oh, yeah, let us just be honest. Um, But... Obviously, that would be really hard for me to do in one year. So I was thinking right. I might probably should just start it now, especially mm-hmm. since I had already made up my mind Good a couple idea. weeks ago. I approve. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because also like Christmas is going to come up and I'm yes. sure that I'll get a couple more books oh. from that.
0: Well, you're going to get one from me for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. so like, one.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think like right now, this is Jackie saying no more. No more books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: waving no. the white flag. Help. <laughs> yeah,
1: come please. (laughs) Yeah, But no, so that way, I think what I'll do is in my bullet journal, because I have had video ideas, and then I forget about them or whatever. And then I'm like, Oh, well, let me do this video idea and get these books for it. So I'm going to look at all of my books on my shelf, and write up video ideas just for books on my shelf. So that way, I can just focus on that. I don't have to be thinking about more ideas when I, you know, see other people talk about books, you know, so
0: yeah. Yeah. Good but idea. I think it's gonna be really
1: cool because like I love that my shelf is filled, but it's gonna be such because you know me, it's gonna be such a great feeling to have like zero books on the shelf and then for me to go and like have the funds to like purchase all of my like most anticipated or books that I've heard about and I'll literally get to do like this huge book haul to fill my shelf back up again. So
0: So I'm gonna share um <laughs> pictures of our TBR shelves on our Instagram, so you should, I'm gonna do that. So you'll have to check out our Instagram for that. But um, as far as like the future for me, and despite what it sounds like, I haven't been purchasing with money a ton of books. Um, if you saw my massive book haul, um, it may be crazy, but I did break it down. Like these are the books I actually bought. And these are ones I got from publishers and friends. And then the book exchange, Mm -hmm. I consider the book exchange, a non money way for me to get books because I'm using books that I have purchased Mm and getting the store credit. So I technically did spend money for the initial book and I'm using the store credit, but I've never like used all of my store credit ever since I started going there, like three, four, three years ago, maybe two or three years ago, Mm -hmm. I've never purchased money. Like I've never purchased a book from their store with money. That is Mm -hmm. an option though, but I've never done it. Um, So of course I want to continue using the book exchange because I know, as you said, as I read through those books on my TBR, there's going to be books that I want to unhaul and they're guaranteed to take them if you actually purchased from them previously and it has that Mm -hmm. sticker on it, they're guaranteed to purchase it back. Um, So that's where I want to get my books from i want to continue mm. supporting them i also want to make it a habit to read through the books i own like you talked about um i'm definitely not setting a goal to get back to zero because <laughs> i will die um and it is, as long as i'm on booktube i know i'll constantly need to make content which means i will constantly be either borrowing or buying books um, mm. so i just know that's not gonna the zero number is not in my future <laughs> um so i'm not exactly sure <laughs> what the future holds. Um, I think the fewer books I have to read, the less I'll feel overwhelmed and the easier it will be for me to make content. Um, like I said, right now I have so many video ideas and so many books for so many different projects. It's hard choosing where to focus my attention Mm -hmm. and my energy. Sometimes it's like exhausting, Um, just
1: trying to make the decision. Absolutely.
0: So after that summer book haul, I mean, I probably will have, like I said, more book hauls like throughout this year and stuff like that. But I really do want to concentrate on the books that I'm buying and the books that I'm reading and the videos that I'm making and all of that. So wishes both luck, but check out our Instagram (laughs) for pictures of our current TBR shelves. And maybe we'll have to check in like and in 2023, and be like, and here they are now. And they're yeah, still yeah.
1: full. Oh, my God. And gosh. mine has, like, nothing on it. It's just, like, two plants.
0: And <laughs> will be empty, and mine will be overflowing, and I have two shelves now. Oh, <laughs> Lord, help me.
1: Oh, my God. It gosh. was funny, though. I told Alvin, I was like, all right, so you know my bookshelf upstairs? I was like, I have an idea. And he was like, is it to get another bookshelf? And I was like, None oh of no, <laughs> no,
0: no, <laughs> no. You're like, yes, is that a problem? Or? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I actually need four more. that's so funny guys know that we're back from our trip that we mentioned in our last couple of episodes And I am still not back into the swing of daily life. I don't know about you, Jacqueline, but I am definitely not. I've been overwhelmed with feeling like summer is coming to an end and there being so much that I want to do. And I'm like, I still have time. Like, (laughs) there's still like a month, you know, until summer's Mm -hmm. over. Um, And then August is the month of both of our wedding anniversaries. So happy early anniversary to us. Um, I think this one comes out on your anniversary. Today is your anniversary, August 2nd, right? So happy anniversary. (laughs) Um... And as far as like Daniel and I, we're our anniversary is the eighth, so a few days from when this episode releases, we don't have anything specifically planned, but we're trying to figure out like the best time to go visit my parents, who I haven't seen in a couple of years. Um, it only it's only like a four hour ride, about the same distance from like me and you to my mm-hmm. parents, um, and I haven't seen them like last year. I didn't see them because it was 2020 dumpster fire, and I didn't see them in 2019 because my husband and I went to the Bahamas. Uh, so yeah, I definitely need to go see them. You know, our parents aren't getting any younger and I love my parents so much and I have the best time when I go see them and it's so relaxing. Um, so yeah, I just really want to go see my dad and my mom and stuff like that. Um, so other than that trip, I'm just going to be reading, creating content and trying to get to the beach a few more times. And I think that's pretty much it. What about you?
1: Um, I know how you feel about like you're like overwhelmed with the summer ending because i feel that too where it's like i mean i guess technically i had like june and july off and i still have time before i go back to work but it's like it's like the sunday scaries like it i feel like all of this time now is like the sunday scaries where i'm like oh i'm gonna have to go back to work like i'm gonna have to go back to work i mean like Part of me is a little excited to go back to work just because I do just have more of a routine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm giving too given too much freedom, like I do not as much as I would do if I have to cram things in. And you know that about me. I'm yes. I'm either She's a, a crammer, right away <laughs> I'm either a right away or a last minute person. Like there is no in between. I don't know why or how I got that <laughs> way, but that's me. It's like I'm so impatient or I'll wait until the last minute. So I am kind of excited to go back to work and also kind of not excited to go back to work because I just know that I have less time to just like, relax and like watch a show or whatever it would be. Um, I don't know if we really have anything planned for our anniversary. Um, We did just buy a Dyson vacuum because our old vacuum cleaner broke so... Alvin and I were both joking we were like happy anniversary gift
0: like married married adult life it's like yes we got a new couch yes we got a new vacuum we're done for the year (laughs) Exactly. happy birthday
1: (laughs) so I mean I don't really have anything that I want or need to do um, so I really don't know what we're gonna do for the anniversary um And for the rest of I mean, I guess I'm just going to be yeah, like working on content, trying to get back into reading like I, I really think the trip like it put a damper on me all week long where I felt like doing nothing I was in a really weird mood, which, I mean, it does happen to me when I come back from trips, but normally it's only like a day long, and this was like a week long.
0: It was really sad. Um, Girl, I'm still feeling it. I think today is like the first day that I'm like, because we had to record today. I'm like, okay, I have to get my button gear. But last week, girl, I was, I mean, that laundry that I showed you, yeah, it's still not folded and put away.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I had like washed yeah, like, laundry, I don't know, it was, like, probably Tuesday or something like that, and I don't think I put it away till like, Friday, because I yeah, was, like, still eh, not it I away, don't feel so. like it.
0: You're ahead that. of the game. everything.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get back into the groove, like, today and this week, because mm-hmm. people have been, like, sending me messages and being, like, hey – where have you been on YouTube? And I'm like, sorry, I went on vacation. Like, I mean, I had one video go out on both channels during that week, but then all of last week I didn't have anything go out. And mm-hmm. it just takes a lot of effort to like get everything together, film everything, edit everything. Mm-hmm. Like I have videos filmed. I just didn't feel like editing them. Yeah. Um, so I just need to get like back into gear. I actually am going to be setting up my new bullet journal for the second half of the year. Cause, um, like starting with august on
0: yeah so i'm actually looking
1: forward to doing that um so i'll probably do that over the next few days and oh my dad is coming to visit um like actually i guess august like 6th 7th 8th is when he's coming to visit so him and my stepmom will come down and i'm excited about that but also then i'm like okay i have to like plan meals and I have to like entertain people like (laughs) I feel like I've been traveling so much this summer and even Alvin said that where like he feels like the summer has just flown by because we've been you know like there's so many people you have to like visit and you want to go on vacation and you want to see people but it just takes a lot of time so I wish that like summers could be longer (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know. I wish life was like that. And also, just like with traveling, it's like you've got the before the trip, yeah. the actual trip itself, and then the post-trip yeah, getting and your then, life back off yeah, track. Yeah, putting
1: everything away and cleaning everything up. And then it's and time for the next
0: trip, and then yeah. you have to do the planning. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs> Normally, um, during this time of the year, I'm like so ready for fall, and I'm like, oh yeah, like spooky season and like all the pumpkins, because I love fall, like it's one of my favorites. Yes, This is too. actually one of the first years where I am not – like rushing to get to mm-hmm. like fall and Halloween um and so yeah like I mean that's the first time because normally like literally I'll be at like TJ Maxx like buying <laughs> full candles <laughs> like, right now where's the pumpkin like, ew who wants 90 degree weather when I can have like fall leaves you know yeah but yeah this is the first year that I feel like I'm not like rushing it I'm just trying to like really enjoy the summer while it's here
0: well good I hope we both do yeah <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Talk Bookish to Me. We enjoyed sharing our book buying habits with you, but now we're curious about yours. Reach out on Instagram at Talk Podcast or shoot us an email if you feel like sharing. And until next time, happy, happy reading! reading.
1: <laughs>